Hey, Lacey. How's it going? Hey, I'm doing really, really good, Kendra. What are you thinking about today? I'm thinking about FETC for next week. Oh, that's exciting. I'm excited. And we're the official podcasters of FETC. That's right. Lacey, what are you thinking about? Boxes and locks and hasps and hint cards and breakout EDU in general. Ooh, we do like some breakout EDU. I know. But if you wanted to ask me again, I'm also holding a pocket reference and I'm looking at military rankings. All right. Hey, listeners. Today we are interviewing Mr. Adam Bello, who happens to be the co-founder of Breakout EDU. And he's also a keynote speaker at the upcoming FETC in Florida. Yeah, we're pretty excited to be talking with him today. Um, we're excited that he's going to be in FETC, but we're also really excited because he's involved with Breakout EDU, which we love. We we do a lot of work with Breakout EDU, and I am a Breakout EDU authorized trainer. Lacey's still waiting for her uh, her email. That's but right. We're really excited to talk with Adam today, and so we have a couple of questions for him. And first, I think we just want to give our listeners some background information about you, and we're curious to find out what is your background in education. Yeah, well, first of all, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on and uh, and chat with you. Um, yeah, so my background in education, I started, I was a classroom teacher, like uh, like most folks. I was an assistant English teacher for high school students with language-based learning disabilities. Um, then I became an English teacher for, uh, basically, it was a school for gifted children, and then I went on to become the tech integration specialist for a school district. Uh, you know, a great job supporting teachers all over the place in the district, uh, five different schools, kind of working with them, teaching them how to use both technology, but also how to integrate it with the pedagogy. Um, from there, I was a technology director for college board schools. There were 18 schools that were underwritten by grants by Bill Melinda Gates Foundation and the Dale Foundation, um, run through the college board of all places. And then all the while, I've been creating technology-based, you know, uh, kind of, I call them hobbies, but they turned into startups, I guess. Uh, the first was Edutecher back in 2007. Um, and then I left the college board to basically do my first proper startup in 2012, which was Edgeclipper. And then post-Edgeclipper, uh, went to work at the White House for a little while for President Obama. And then after that, was working with James and uh, building Breakout EDU, which is super fun and awesome. That's really cool. I think all of your different areas and experiences probably have helped you do all kinds of cool things. It's been a fun journey. And it's nice that you've been involved with education in so many different avenues and so many different ways. It's nice to be able to see it from different viewpoints. I think that that lens really is helpful. I, you know, like there's a lot of folks building stuff for classrooms that don't have that expert, you know, that experience or expertise. And I think that just always keeping in mind that the, you know, keeping teachers and students at the forefront is, is, you know, it's, it's pivotal to, I wouldn't say success, but it's pivotal to, to making things that matter. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a good point. And I guess, let me, let me start by asking you about breakout EDU. So Kendra and I do some trainings here in our district for our teachers and our job is very similar to your uh, tech specialist job that you were describing. So when we try and talk about Breakout EDU, we have the hardest time explaining like what it is. So we were going to give you a shot. See if you could tell us, tell our listeners, what is Breakout EDU? Sure. So we sometimes struggle with that ourselves. We've been working to refine that. But basically, in a nutshell, it is uh, an immersive learning platform. And we always you know, liken it to if you've ever been to an escape room, you know, that experience of being locked in a space and trying to break your way out, solving really hard critical thinking puzzles. Breakout EDU is uh, basically that idea flipped inside, where basically you're trying to break into a box, solving 
very challenging critical thinking puzzles using the four C's, using you know the space and environment, getting kids out of seats, and uh, we describe it as as a tremendous amount of fun, but you know with valid learning premises uh, all around it. Right. So, and that's an excellent description of it. What we see when we look at the Breakout Edu website is your your quote, your phrase, and it says it's time for something different. Would you care to elaborate on how you came up with that, or more importantly, why? Like, what is the message to teachers? Yeah. So that's my my partner in crime, James, who who started with that tag phrase as the mantra of the company, and I think that. You know, we look at the fact that it really is time for something literally different. And, you know, if you were to describe to me as a teacher 10 years ago, oh, yeah, we're going to put this box in the room and kids are going to actually like get up and, you know, walk around the room, not necessarily super quietly, not necessarily super organized. I'd be like, what? That is literally my nightmare. What if the principal walks in? Right, yeah. yeah, right. I mean, but like the joke is, is that, you know, literally I saw the the first Break at EDU game being played and said, this is literally magic, right? That there is something so, it, it is everything I want for my own two kids that, that are in school. I have a, a six-year-old and nine-year-old. And um, it, it is what I want their learning experiences to be like. I mean, it, it, is, it is active learning in the sense that they get up and move around. It is all of the four C's come to life without you really having to create an environment in which to do so. And there's content. And, and to be honest with you, I think that that is what makes learning exciting. And kids, that's what they love about it. Absolutely. So how about elaborate on that just a little bit more for me. What do you hope students, when they participate in a breakout EDU game, what do you hope that they're really learning? Sure. So I think, I mean, beyond content, right? So if a game is about, you know, Pythagorean theorem, that's great. But I think what they learn is how they participate with a group, how they can be better participants with a group. I think that they learn about their own thinking and about how they deal with their own failure. I mean, the, the most, for me, the best part of a breakout EDU game is watching the kid who, if you told him he got the question wrong on a math sheet, would just be like, okay, no problem. I get a D or a C or a D. Right. Move on. Right. right. And, but here it's like they are they are determined to, at any cost, to stand there and try every possible combination. Sometimes they come up with more complex and, and brilliant ways to solve puzzles that aren't even really difficult. Um, but their thinking is just incredible. And that's what I love for learners to get out of it. Yeah, I think that's an excellent point. And one of the things that we see with not only students, but with teachers as well, is that their, their tenacity grows so much. And it's kind of like right along with that worksheet thing, that they get so gritty about this, and they try everything to try and solve it, which which is really nice. And we always try to push that um, constructive you know, struggle and trying to make it so that kids really try to work through these issues, even when it's hard. 100%. I think um, a lot of times kids and teachers can recognize that they are learning communication and collaboration skills when they're solving some of these puzzles. But I think an underlying skill that is, I don't know, it's probably listed somewhere in the 21st century learning skills is the ability to understand and recognize other people's strengths and to be able to say, you know what, I am not good at this part, but I see that you are and I need to figure out how to use that to our advantage as a team. And I think that's a really cool part about this thing that you guys have developed is a a way for kids to understand more about the world and understand other people in it. And I think that's really cool. And and that's, I mean, we love that. And it's part of the debrief process as well. So like at the end of it, you know, for, for those that have a kit, there are reflection cards and those are meant to be placed in the kit, uh, you know, in the box that when you open it up, you go into this debrief or to be given out, you know, by the facilitator, the teacher during the, the event. Um, but those cards say stuff exactly like that, like shout out, point to someone in your group and explain how they were a great collaborator or, you know, communicator and takes those four C's and ask them to think about it. 
and how they were working in that in that game. So kids are learning so much as they're doing this. So not only are they learning that rigorous content from their classroom instruction, but they're also learning about 21st century thinking and learning skills. Do you think that there's an opportunity for teachers to learn something too as they are doing this with their students or facilitating these kind of activities? Or even and, building and if them. so, yeah, what or yeah, building them. What kinds of things do you think teachers can learn? Oh, 100%. I mean, first of all, we we developed a game last year um, called the faculty meeting. And the, the premise of the game is that you can leave the faculty meeting when you open the box. Right. It's intended for teachers to play so that they understand the concept. Because you said in the beginning, you know, kids might be aware of what escape rooms are. And, you know, they've been focused on, you know, in some some uh, shows. And I think there was like a Big Bang Theory that had one episode about it. But a lot of people do find the idea like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. But once you do it, you totally understand it. So I think that teachers especially, you know, think of your staff. Everyone has their kind of patterns that they fall into, whether it's your department or whether it's your elementary school and it's the whole staff. I mean, this is a great way to kind of see value in the way that other people think and collaborate and contribute to the ideas. And it is, you know, dare I say, fun it definitely at school. Is, yeah. It brings that element back to the learning. And I think it also reawakens the idea that for some teachers that are, you know, maybe in cruise control or stuck in a rut in terms of like how they deliver content, it does show them there is a valid alternative to stand and deliver type of education. So, I mean, for me, there is great value in teachers both doing it for themselves, for their own value, as well as experiencing it um, and understanding how it can help their students. And you mentioned game development. Totally, you know, that is that is the next layer of blooms, right? We're looking at, at being able to create these experiences. And you're mentioning it from a teacher's perspective. We're very interested also from a student perspective. Right, of being yeah. able to, Yeah, I mean, there's no better way to say, like, I understand this topic than to make a challenging and yet truthful, uh, you know, factual game about it that is not a worksheet but is that you know clever and based on what you've understood so for teachers you know what i always say to teachers is like play two or three that are kind of on our platform and you can totally start to see how you would alter them to be even better and more specific to your topic right. or your or your it's specific class it's been amazing to see not only the teachers but we've done a couple of sessions with teachers helping their kids build these and it's amazing to see the kids sort of be empowered with their content and with the idea of being like the game master for their colleagues which is real nice and so we were wondering along those lines if there was a specific event or a time that made you realize there was a need for breakouts and other tools that are like this yeah, I mean, I think that that watching my own kids do it in their classroom was kind of a, a cementing and very exciting moment for me. Um, th there are two that I could point to. One is doing it in my son's class. The teacher said that she'd never seen the kids have that much fun learning. And I think that, that you know, nice. yeah, it was nice and also was scary. I'm like, wait, he's been in class for like 180 yeah, days. <laughs> for sure. Uh, but but it's one of those things where like it is in many students' opinions, it is the most fun that they have at school. And I, I, you know, I remember seeing a tweet about a year or two ago where a kid broke his arm at recess and refused to go to the doctor until after recess where they had played. Oh, their wow. Game. So I don't know how I felt about that as, as a parent. I was like, that's kind of insane. Um, but, but yeah, I, you know, it was, it was a great, interesting experience. I guess another really interesting moment where I realized how fun it was and how, how important it was is that, you know, in, in a session, someone was asking, how do I deal with a bossy kid? And I'm like, uh, that's a really good question because, you know, I've been out of the classroom now for a couple of years and it's like, I can give you ideas. But there was another person in the audience that's like, oh, I do this with my kids all the time. And I had one kid who was really bossy and really type A personality. And this is what I came up with. And and she told the story and, and how she did it is almost irrelevant. She used Google Docs and like kids were doing it silently 
I've heard so many variations on how people run their breakout games. But the idea that the teacher was empowered to alter the experience and, and really make it fit her class and her workflow in the best possible way was awesome. Um, and, and that empowerment, both of student learners and of teachers themselves, to, to be the content creators and to kind of tailor an experience that's best for their students, to me, was really exciting and fun. I think that's a really good point. I, I really love to hear about empowering teachers to make decisions in their classrooms and in their schools. And I think one other thing we've noticed in that same vein is that it empowers students to be those decision makers as well. So sometimes there'll be someone who's either not contributing or trying to trying to monopolize what's happening with the breakout. And the kids will kind of call each other out, which is great for them to you know have that ability and feel like they have the space to be able to sort of run their group. Yeah, I love that. I mean, kids kids are, are treated as equals in, in some ways. Right. And I think the fact that you really do take the teacher out of it in terms of like it is a facilitator role, um, which is hard for a lot of people. That's it's right. hard for me even when I know the answers and I'm watching kids struggle. or it adults. Is, yeah. That's right. We stand in the corner and giggle like absolute creeps when we watch people do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, that's awesome. I mean, you have to, because you can't, the last thing you can do is tell them the answer. Right, because if we tell the teacher the answer, then they're going to think it's okay to tell their students the answer, and then the whole thing is moot. That, that's exactly right. And that, and that struggle is is what makes it fun and also rewarding. At the end, if you open it, that's amazing. And if you don't, the experience is what the valuable piece was, is that intrinsic learning that, that matters most rather than like the, oh, I cracked right. the last lock. Yeah, it's so much about the journey. Uh, okay, so I have a question moving maybe a little bit away from the breakout EDU topic, but I get the idea from looking at some articles in your TED Talks that you are a rule breaker, just like Kendra and I are, just like- and we cannot seem to follow rules that don't make sense, and the the thing that we hate to hear people say is, we're doing it this way because that's why we've always done it, and so we're going to keep doing it that way, and that just drives me crazy. Um in, in one of your TED Talks, you were talking about how you really want to teach kids uh, to, how to question and question systems and how to question and then think and then act on it. So I was wondering if you want to elaborate on that or maybe even talk about how the 21st century skills or Breakout EDU relates to this or to maybe how this is a bigger picture in, in your mind or a goal for you. So, I mean, I think Breakout is a perfect, a perfect parallel, right? I mean, like all of it is is questioning and thinking about how to think and then questioning what you think and trying it and then realizing you're wrong and then coming up with something new. Um, I think that with my own, you know, I, I'm a, as I mentioned, I'm a dad and, and it's my, it's my pleasure to have these wonderful kids kind of as my, uh, as the lens of which I view public education right now, my kids are in public school and, um, you know, there, there are times where their homework comes home and I'm like, um, I don't agree with that. Like homework in general, but I'm like, this homework assignment, like right. this is wrong. Like they struggle and they're like, I don't get this question. And I'm like, you don't have to do it. Let's write a note to right. the teacher explaining, yeah. explaining why this is a stupid question. Right. In one case, we found an, an answer that was completely, it was missing. Like it literally, the teacher, I said to the teacher, I'm like, you know, my son spent more than a minute on this question. I told him he's no longer allowed to think about it. I'd like to understand the answer because the math was wrong. I'm like, it's a math question. So the teacher wrote back, she's like, oh, yeah, this question's wrong. The answer should be blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no. wait, but this is your... Yeah, I was like, come on. And and to be honest with you, like, it's stuff like that, like foundations, you know, uh, the Wilson foundations where kids are learning their letters. So, you know, my son, and I've posted this on social media, he took three pencils and taped them together, and then he would write the letters three times faster. 
because I felt oh it was God. stupid. <laughs> so smart. So oh yeah, I know. So now we have a 3D printer. I told them, I'm like, put that on Thingiverse so and like, we could totally share that with everybody because it's a right. way to get out of that. I mean, there's no reason to do things for the sake of doing no, I mean, them. I mean, that gets down sort of, sort of to the whole idea of homework in general. Either you're practicing something you already know and can do, or you're practicing something that you don't know wrong. Correct. Correct. And, and look, I mean, obviously Alfie Cohn, I've, I've read a lot of the studies about the, the, you know, ways you could look at this and people say, oh, well, you know, for this age group and for middle school or high school, this is the way you would deal with it. But the reality is, is like, uh, you know, my, my kids who are, as I said, first grade and fourth grade, you know, fourth grade, they're starting to learn factual things, but learning things and memorizing factual information is totally different. Um, my, my son who knows the letters and numbers, it's like, what are you actually doing at home for a half hour, like coloring in sheets or whatever. So, uh, you know, that is one thing that I always have always been a rule breaker on. And I think, you know, in terms of, of breakout, it is, I mean, literally just the concept in and of itself of kids run the lesson, right? Like teachers set it up and teachers have to facilitate. And there is a very important role for teacher there for facilitator. Um, but the reality, like the end of the day, like those students are are making that learning experience what it is, and and a noisy classroom like that, I think, is kind of like that almost antithesis of what you would expect in a good quote unquote good lesson or good class. Right, and it's I think it's especially ironic with that um, so many um, media specialists and librarians do these, and so to have that idea of the noisy library is is so nice and it must be such a refreshing change for so many students we, we love it and library spaces i mean it's funny like we, we recently looked at like oh who's using breakout and whatever and like library media specialists and library spaces in general are, are such a large component um which which sings to me for, for a couple of reasons one moment my mom was a library media specialist when they used to just call them librarians she was a high school librarian for 35 years and um you know, that, that to me was like, oh, wow, it's amazing to think like people like that are, are using this as a tool. And then, you know, I, I live in New York and the New York Public Library has like 10 kits that they use and they lend out. And there's so many other fun places around the world that are That's doing awesome. that. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. So from your personal experience and your experience speaking with teachers as all over the world in your many speaking engagements, are you noticing a shift in this idea with teachers that they can say or assign an, a homework, for example, and when a kid questions it, that they're recept receptive to that? Or do you feel like we're not there yet? Like we're still thinking about doing things the way I said to do them because I said to do it that way. I, I think we're getting closer, but I do think the majority is still, I, that's really great and I believe it. But at the end of the day, I'm going to be evaluated and paid or given a tenure based on the evaluation. And, and I understand right. that. And I think that that's where the shift has to come from. There are so many forward-thinking principals who have started to shift what it means to be a learner, what it means to be a teacher in their building, in their school as a culture. Um, I look at folks like you know Chris Lehman with Science Leadership Academy. I look at folks like uh, Tony Sinanis, who, who was originally a principal and worked his way up. Now he's a superintendent. The, the, the culture that those folks are building and instilling in their, in their buildings is one of accountability to student learning goals over, um, you know, metrics that at the end of the day won't move the needle all that much. And so, you know, for me, that's the important, um, that that's an important metric. And, and I think we are getting closer. Uh, but I'm fortunately, I will say that I don't think we're there yet by and large. Well, I, you know, I think that your product, the Breakout EDU, is, is helpful with that, that you're starting to open people's eyes a little bit to the noise and to the questioning and just to something different. Yeah, yeah just to something different. That's right.
That's no, right. No pun <laughs> So last question for you. Um, are there any sneak peeks you can give us for your keynote address at FETC next week? Sure. So I'm part of a, uh, a fun, re- a really fun panel with, with some good friends. We've done this for the last five or six years. So I'm talking with Kathy Schrock and Leslie Fisher and Hall Davidson. Um, I will be talking, you know, I'm talking about Breakout a little bit. I'm going to talk about some of the new stuff we've done recently with our digital platform. I'll talk about some really interesting integrations with Sphero. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but Sphero made like a codable lock that you use with the Sphero and Breakout EDU. It's awesome. Um, yeah, it's really fun. And then, uh, so sneak peeks, I'll be singing, which is something I do at FETC. Yeah. (laughs) Don't get excited. It's not good. I just said, I'll be singing, you know, um, and I'm talking, you know, my focus is really students playing and coding. So I'm going to talk about some toys that, that I've used with my kids, my, my personal kids, um, that I think are really exciting because they, Help them think about different things in different ways. For example, uh, a toy that is uh, based on music where they are putting cards that have little RFID tags inside them. They put them on this pad and it starts changing the music that they hear from their iPod. So they're able to mix songs and understand like, oh, this is the treble clef and this is the tempo and this is the beats. Interesting, you know, even my six-year-old is understanding music in a slightly different way. So uh, looking at something that that's something like that. And I'm also going to be talking about, you know, some other tools and... and um, you know, uh, the things things that help kids learn how to code. So in my focus the last couple of years, when I was at White House, I worked at uh, the CS for All initiative and some other things about coding. So very interested in, in that. Um, so that's kind of my my yeah, sneak peek. Great, I'm looking forward to hearing it. Cool. Well, thanks for taking the time to let us interview you. We we really enjoyed it, um, and we're excited to see what happens more with Breakout Edu. Yep, we're going to come check out that keynote. And I see you're doing two little mini sessions or two sessions there too. So we might be in your audience for that. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, definitely look forward to it. I'll see you guys soon. Right, Thanks so much you. for having me on. You can find me on Twitter at TechNerdLB and you can find Kendra at Tech and Teaching and you can find us both at Two Tech Coaches. And if you're not following Adam Bello yet, he's a really good person to follow. He's at Adam Bello, his first and last name together on Twitter. Thanks. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Oh, ask us questions. Tell us something that you want us to talk about because we'll talk about anything. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you.